0: Happy day, Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus, hoping you're having a terrific day that you are able to let the sun into your life because sometimes we have to visibly imagine the sun there and let it in so that you can feel better about life. I've had to do that many of times, especially in the last four or five months, so it's good to be with you. It's been a while, once again, lots of things to ponder and think, lots of reflection about life and the meaning of life and what is most important in life for the last little bit. and i think we all go through that when we have hard things coming at us that we cannot seem to have a whole lot of control over so um i may be a little bit charged with emotion because of that but i'll explain as i go um trying to get back into the rhythm of things and we are going to get started where i left off uh when reflecting on these lessons for a long time, but couldn't get myself to um, put them out there for you. So hopefully it's meaningful to you in some way, somehow, and um, more than anything, I hope it helps you feel the love of God for you. So for the new listeners, newcomers, I am not a professional podcaster, nor do I, um, Proclaimed to be in any way, shape, or form, not a scriptorian, uh, nothing other than just wanting to share the lessons that make my life more purposeful and uh, give me more strength to face my trials in life. So, hopefully you get something out of it. Um, I Please forgive the noise in the background that happens. without notice Uh, I have furry friends that do the unexpected things when I get to do things so forgive us and let's keep going so for those of you that don't know I am following the manual called Come Follow Me put out by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and you can get a physical copy at Deseret Books Or you can um, download the app for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Or you can go to the lds.org and download or, excuse me, do a library search on either the app or the website. For the come follow me manual and under libraries you will find the week that we are currently on or you know you can search for whatever week you want to uh, do the lesson on but today we are covering march 7th through 13th covering the books of genesis 37 through 41 in the old testament so and for those of you that know me, you know I make mistakes while I'm reading or in giving out chapter references sometimes. So forgive me, but I'm doing my best. But the best thing to do is to get a copy, either a digital or manual copy, and follow along if you wish. So March 7th through the 13th, in Genesis 37 through 41. Is titled the Lord was with Joseph <clears throat> and it covers the next um, headings the first is the Lord was with Joseph in his adversity second if I am faithful the Lord will guide and inspire me next <clears throat> With the Lord's help, I can flee temptation. And so we will cover those topics. And as always, um, even though there's subheadings, you kind of pretend it's meant for us. And then... I always get a lot more out of my lessons that way. So, as always, I'm going to read to you the uh, summary because they do such a great job with it. And so the summary says, Sometimes bad things happen to good people. Life teaches us that that lesson clearly. And so does life of Joseph, the son of Jacob. He was the heir to the covenant God hath made with his fathers, but he was hated by his brothers and sold into slavery. He refused to compromise his integrity when approached by Potiphar's wife, and so was cast into prison. It seemed that the more faithful he was, the more hardship he faced. But all this adversity was not a sign of God's disapproval. In fact... Through it all, the Lord was with him. Joseph's life was a mag- manifestation of this important truth. God will not forsake us. Following the Savior will not remove all of your trials, President Dieter F. Uchtdorf taught. However, it will remove the barriers between you and the help your Heavenly Father wants to give you. God will be with you. So I have been in this struggle that we just read for the last little bit. And no wonder I had to ponder this so much um, before I got on to share things with you. So I am going to read from genesis chapter 39 verse 3 what the lord is telling Um, and so it says in his masters and his master saw that the lord was with him and that the lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand so joseph of um, egypt like it said was the son of Jacob Um, at that time he was the youngest son of Jacob and so sadly parents should never ever show any um, favoritism towards their kids Um, and we all know that life you know usually the youngest child gets the most Um, attention from parents partly because they're probably older by then and have learned a few things and so they cherish the relationships with children a little bit more than they did with the first when they had no clue what they were doing And, and yeah and usually even the own siblings and the parents spoiled the last one, rotten. And so it kind of gives the impression that the there's a favorite, the baby is a favorite of the house, etc. And I guess it was no different back then. So bottom line, Jacob kind of put it out there that Joseph was the favorite, and his 11 brothers or um, really disliked him for it. And in these chapters, you kind of um, get to get a sense of who Joseph was. Um, Jacob just took more time in teaching him how to read and write and um, be educated. Well, he didn't necessarily do all that for all the other ones or to the extent of. So Joseph was... Somewhat well educated, um, for the time, and um, he was also. Uh, he could interpret dreams. He had a blessing to do that, and so. Um. A lot of the times, or at least a couple of the times that he shared his dream with his brothers. It was to tell him that in the dream they were going to um, bow down to him and make, you know, um, refer to him as their leader. And um, they didn't quite like that. (laughs) So it just made him feel like uh, he was trying to be better or more than his elder brethren, and they really, really disliked that. And so, he was cast out into a pit. They were going to kill him, actually. And they, um, one of the brothers intervened and said, let's not kill him, but let's sell him. Um, and that way we don't shed blood. And they all agreed to do that. So his dad has made him a coat of many colors. And this is where you guys have heard the Joseph of Egypt with a coat of many colors out on Broadway. Uh, and, you know, um, opera houses and whatever. Not, But bottom line, they put blood of the lamb on this coat. And took it to their dad, uh, to make it seem like he had been, you know, killed by a wild beast. And so Jacob mourned the loss of his son, his whole life. And, um, we'll see how that taught the 11 remaining brothers at that time, a big lesson, but bottom line, um, yeah not very good family relationships uh, definitely very dysfunctional uh probably not very different than some of our relationships with our own siblings and family um but bottom line, hard to deal with so on this next topic called The Lord was with Joseph in his adversity, we are reading um parts of these chapters on genesis uh that you will probably get more out of it for you to go and read them all like i said um but i'm going to read this part it says time again and again good fortune seemed to abandon joseph but the lord never did as you read joseph's story ponder questions like these What did Joseph do to stay close to the Lord during these times of trial? How was the Lord with him? You might also ask similar questions about your life. What evidence have you seen that the Lord has not forsaken you in your times of trial? Consider how you can share your experiences with family members and future generations. What can you do now to prepare yourself to remain faithful when you face trials in the future? <clears throat> so let's go back and read Genesis 39 2 to 3 and 21 to 23. <clears throat> it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. But the Lord was with Joseph, and showed his, him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper." So this particular scripture here is after he was sold into Egypt by his siblings. Um, He was sold into Potiphar's house, uh, very high in command with the Egyptian rulers uh, that served Pharaoh. And uh, he lived a pretty decent life. <clears throat> and was just his master's right hand in everything that he needed to do, and he was well-trusted. And Potiphar's wife made the advance on him of wanting him to lay with him, and he refused that and ran away. But in the running away um, of it, he left, she pulled on part of his garment, I guess, and so she used that against him to um say that he had taken advantage of her, and obviously Potiphar put him in prison based on a false accusation, and so that uh, he was already in prison, as the scripture mentions, and even the prison taker could see that. He was a great man, and um, he was put as a ruler over the people in the prisons uh, to give him tasks and that kind of thing. So really, God was with him despite the horrible plots of people around him to um, make his life miserable. And so we're going to read another scripture in First Nephi 5.14. 5, um, that talks a little bit about um Joseph and the impact he left in life with who he was and how he was chosen of God for many reasons. And so here in the Book of Mormon, uh, you know like six hundred plus years after the uh, Christ died, the people in the Americas brought the scriptures with them and obviously um joseph was a good example for them so it says here and it came to pass that my father lehi also found upon the plates of brass a genealogy of his fathers wherefore he knew that he was a descendant of joseph yea, even that joseph who was the son of jacob who was sold into egypt and who was preserved by the hand of the lord that he might preserve his father Jacob and all of his household from perishing with famine. And so Lehi, who was a prophet here in the Americas, came from uh, Jerusalem. And he, that when they brought the scriptures with him or the brass plates, he found out that he and his family were descendants from Joseph of Egypt. So... Here in the Americas, we have that lineage of Joseph of Egypt as well, so um God intended for his example to be an example to the nations uh to all of us, and so I'm gonna read another part um on John fourteen eighteen where God is talking to all of us. Um, So like I said, think about Joseph being you with horrible, horrible trials and feeling like he's not there because of all the trials they are going through. But really, we can't see God's hand in the midst of the trials a lot of the times. But if we look for it, you will find that he is with you. And so it says, the scripture, John fourteen eighteen, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Next Romans eight twenty-eight. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Alma thirty six three. And now, O my son Helaman, behold, thou art in thy youth, and therefore I beseech of thee that thou will hear my words and learn of me. For I do know that whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and shall be lifted up in the last day. I love, love, love these scriptures. The next one my son peace be unto thy soul thine adversity and thine afflictions shall be but a small moment and then if thou endure it well god shall exalt thee on high thou shall triumph over all thy foes and for now i'm going to tell you a little bit about my reflection on this particular section a little bit Joseph of Egypt truly, truly lived um, some horrible trials. And, you know, being sold as a preteen or teen to Egypt and um, leaving his family when he was so young um, and because he knew how to read and was well-educated he um served in Potiphar's house as a leader and was well trusted and his wife did a horrible thing against him uh where she plotted basically to have him um be in the house with her and she ordered all the man's servants it sounds like to leave the house so that she can be left alone with him and then She accused him of abusing or um, taking advantage of her uh, when it wasn't so, but she did that out of revenge because he would not lay with her. And his whole thing during that um, trial was that he told her, I cannot sin against um, my boss. He's a good man. You are his wife and I cannot sin and offend God with this horrible sin. And so Joseph was clearly taught by his father who God was and believed in him and had faith. And he knew that God was with him despite all of this. And so he was in prison for a very long time. Um, and while in prison... Uh, some of the the butler and the cook of the pharaoh were thrown into jail and while he was in jail um, they had dreams and wanted to know what the dreams meant and as you know joseph had been blessed with that um, blessing of interpreting dreams uh, for god and so he told um, the cook that his dream meant that he was going to um, be hanged and the birds would eat off his flesh and whatever not. And then he told the butler that he would be restored back to Pharaoh's house and, um, you know, have a better life like he did before. And so those two dreams came to pass, and he told the butler and the cook, or you know to remember him Um, and tell Pharaoh that he could interpret dreams type of thing but they forgot about him you know uh, and then long time went by and Pharaoh had a dream uh, and he was terrified of it he didn't know what it meant and finally the butler remembered Joseph and if, told the Pharaoh about him, and Pharaoh brought him out, and um, so Joseph told Pharaoh that it wasn't him who could interpret the dream, that it was God, the creator of those dreams, who he could, he was blessed to interpret the dreams, and so he told Pharaoh basically that Egypt would go through a hard time where it would, well, first, it would have seven years of plenty of lots of food and whatever not, and then seven years of famine would follow, and, um, you know, Pharaoh was disturbed, and, uh, he, you know, basically said, what are we to do, and, uh, Joseph said, well, why don't you uh, find a well-organized man among you who can um, save during the times of plenty, uh, save enough for your house and the whole Egypt uh, so that during the seven years of famine people will still have food and pharaoh said well where am i going to find such a man and he reflected on who he had before him and he said you seem to be well organized and very wise for your age type of thing and so he put him in charge and so Joseph wanted up being second in command to Egypt. I mean, Pharaoh gave him all his power and said there was nobody um, higher than him other than Pharaoh, obviously, but that everybody was to listen to Joseph and do as he commanded. And so, even though he had such a hard life, God still blessed him and put him in charge And so he went to work and did exactly as he told Pharaoh and uh, saved grains, um, corn, whatever not. During the years of plenty, they saved all of that. And when the famine came, um, everybody could, get grain uh, to survive. They were first, interestingly enough, they were first um, buying um, grain from the pharaoh to eat because they still, you know, money still had some worth, but as the famine continued year after year, the value of their money was not worth a darn and so um, they started trading for food. And so they traded things that they had uh, to get more food. And so it's, interestingly enough, this, I think it was 20 or 22 years that brought them to this point where there was a famine in Egypt And lo and behold, his family from Canaan was also perishing because of the famine. But they found out that there was food in Egypt. And the eleven brothers uh, went out to Egypt to buy grain and left Jacob and his um, the rest of his family and their younger brother Benjamin I guess there was a younger brother Benjamin that wasn't mentioned a whole lot uh, when Joseph was sold into Egypt but he had a little brother from the same mom so Joseph and Benjamin were from the same mom so Joseph knew his little brother Um and so they went to buy food and lo and behold, Joseph recognized them and he faced all of the anger that, and resentment that he had for what their brothers did to him all at once when he had them before him and he struggled uh, with that not knowing how to feel about having them before him that he kind of wanted to just let loose and you know he had the power to literally put them all in jail to rot and die but he god was with him and um he was able to forgive his brethren, but he wanted to find out if his father was well, and his younger brother, Benjamin, who didn't come, bottom line, he sent him back to Canaan to bring Benjamin, and so that he could see and know that his father was well, and um, his brethren didn't want to bring Benjamin. They explained that his second youngest brother had been uh was no longer alive and that his father had suffered this whole time that um his son was gone and did not want to leave benjamin or let him go with them because he was afraid the same thing would happen to him And so his brethren or siblings had understood that what they did with Joseph was horrible and got to see their dad mourn for his loss their whole life and so they couldn't take away Benjamin to come with them to Egypt because they knew that he would suffer. And so they begged Joseph not to ask for Benjamin to come and told him why. And so it seemed like they had learned the lesson, but nonetheless, that didn't make what Joseph went through better. But bottom line, um, you know, he almost plotted to keep him in prison by returning their money without them knowing into their sacks that they took back with grain to make it seem like they might have stolen the goods. Um, So he had a hard time um, forgiving them and was trying to just deal with all the emotions of everything he went through for the sake of his siblings. And so very hard when your own family Abuses you that way to forgive um, but because Joseph was was close with God he knew that God had meant it unto good meaning that all of his trials were for a good reason that God um, had turned things out for the best because Here is Joseph now in a position to save his father and his father's household in the whole land of Canaan by bringing um, them in to get food in Egypt. And so, bottom line, they went back, talked to their father, Jacob, said, Benjamin has to come with us. Um, We promised to bring him back. The um, commander wanted to you know, see that they were men of honor by telling them of Benjamin and Jacob. And so, bottom line, they brought Benjamin over. Joseph was so happy to see that Benjamin was alive, his brother, and he overcame the anger, the resentment, the bitterness. And was able to disclose to his brethren that he was Joseph who they had sold into Egypt twenty two years earlier and um it was a bittersweet reunion for them to finally realize that they were making they were bowing down to Joseph like his dreams had said um and that they were in a position where he saved their lives and that he was second in command in egypt so truly joseph did have all that power that he signed his dreams and for which he was hated from their brethren and so in that whole bittersweet reunion his brethren asked for forgiveness and he told them god meant it unto good meaning all of the trials he was preparing Joseph to save his father's household um, primarily and obviously all of Egypt. But as you know, they went back to tell his father that Joseph was alive and his whole household came to Egypt and pharaoh gave them land to live on and uh by then pharaoh had given um one of his daughters to wife to joseph and he he had two um children with her um ephraim and manasseh and manasseh was the first and ephraim was the second um And so we're going to get into that a little bit later, but bottom line, um, he saved his whole, the 12 tribes of Israel from famine. And so truly God made the most out of that horrible life that he had and, um, He was able to reunite with his father, and his father was able to bless his two children before he passed. So, in the end, uh, we can see all the tender mercies that God has given throughout that whole time of trial. And let me tell you, um, as I've gone through my own trials here lately with my health, where I have literally been from day to day not knowing how I was going to feel, um, you know, some days being able to feel okay for a few hours, feel like I can continue to somewhat go about my life, um, driving and working and doing like I need to, but some hours feeling like I no, nope, my body's telling me I can't do it, I can't drive, I can't you know, go to the store and buy food without feeling like I'm going to die there, um, type of thing. And so talk about taking some things for granted. You and I don't know um how much we depend on God until these trials come but when you don't have your health and you're not able to do a whole lot for yourself and you have to ask for help and uh, leave many things undone because you can't do it um, then you really know how much you depend on God and i've relied on my god for everything before these trials came along um because my trials have taught me that when life goes south or you know takes a dive with trials um I work very hard to stay close to God, to do more on that area so that I can overcome those trials faster. Nobody likes to suffer, but I probably dislike it more than most people because I do everything in my power to... um, to To do more, to stay closer to God, because I know that I need to be able to overcome whatever it is I may be going through, and I I can only do it with him uh, there. And so I guess this was another level of dependence on God, because, you know, our life is... Um, You can have life one day and be gone the next or you can be a-okay going about work and taking care of your family and driving and doing all the things that you do to live and the next day that may all be gone and you may need to rely on other people to come help you and so i had to reflect on what that would be like on a long-term basis if it did continue and um yeah i had to ask for help lots of help and um when you're not used to asking for help it's kind of hard to do it and so you really and i meant physical health with family and letting them know that i wasn't doing well that type of thing um and so very hard times and so i just learned day by day to give thanks to god for the few hours of energy that i did have or for giving me strength to be able to go around the block and buy food um, or being able to drive from work back and forth um, within, you know, six-mile, 12-mile drive distance and come home safely when I didn't feel, like, very safe sometimes. And I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but, I mean, I was okay enough to know that if I wasn't feeling well while I was driving, I could pull over and get help Um. and feeling like it wasn't too far of a distance and that I was being as safe as I could be, uh, living at a time when I was feeling well and coming back at a time when I was still feeling well. um, I did my best to kind of live as much as possible of the life that I needed to, to, you know, keep a roof over my head and that kind of thing. And so, but... I have never been so grateful for my God that has granted me a few hours of feeling good or given me a day where I feel relatively okay, even though the next day may be horrible. I just, it was a day-to-day thing and totally new appreciation for life and the incredible machinery that we have as a body that allows us to do everything that we need to do to live. And so, wow, I mean, I cannot even express to you how it was hour by hour. And it still is somewhat, but it's gotten better But when it says there to reflect on how God has not forsaken you and that has been there with you uh, during the times of trial, I, I can vouch for that. I could vouch for that before, but not to the degree of hour by hour with my health. Um, not only that, um, when I started not feeling well, and um, doctors were telling me, well, you may be feeling this, but we're you know, telling you it's not a heart attack or stroke, you know, that you're, it's not life-threatening, but we don't know what's going on with your body, but just know that it's not life-threatening. Well, that helped me feel better um mentally, but physically, my body was still acting like, "Nope, we're shutting you down. We're not gonna let you do whatever you want to do." Type of thing. Um, with different symptoms. Um, where I couldn't function more than last slug would. Um, I kind of said well the doctors have no clue apparently and um they can only do whatever their training or their box tells them to do they don't think outside the box i'm never gonna get through anywhere with them Uh, so i'm gonna look into this and god was with me every step of the way um when I was wondering, well, what could it be? You know, all of a sudden, here's a couple of things that I came upon um, on the Internet that kind of caught my attention. And I started looking into some videos from this doctor. Um, and things just kind of made sense as to what I needed to do to kind of figure out what on earth I, my body was doing, and I made some decisions and decided I needed to, like, give a rest to my organs and try and figure out what on earth is happening, and so I put myself on an, you know, this diet where I just, I could give a rest to my organs, and, um, I felt better knowing I was eating healthier and I was um, in the process of making some changes to figure things out with my system and, you know, a few suggestions were, you know, telling me what deficiencies of vitamins um, my body may be facing and so I took it one vitamin at a time and added that and that type of thing and i had people like my son tell me well it sounds like it's this mom and i'm like really um and only because he apparently you know he he suffers from that and so he knew what that was um and that's why when i mentioned to him he could kind of tell me That's what he goes through, and I felt horrible that you know he goes through that um, and could only imagine all that he has suffered. Feeling like there's nothing to help him other than hard drugs that you would be uh, using for the rest of your life with horrible side effects, and so I looked into that and sure enough you know some of these videos and people uh, the doctor I was listening to said try this vitamin and I did and oh I started to feel better and that kind of thing and then a coworker said you know I you might be deficient in this and I'm like really and I yeah I, I tried that and it worked even better and so I felt God's hand all along this journey of trying to figure out what is going on with my body and after you know three ER trips and seven doctor visits and you know whatever dentist and whatever not came to another colleague that said well it sounds like this which is the same thing my son had said at the beginning and i thought oh my gosh what and she couldn't believe she's like why wouldn't the doctors because she is a licensed therapist and she deals with things like that a lot and so what was obvious to her i'm like well why wouldn't this is something doctors deal with on a daily basis and so why wouldn't they catch that on i don't know whatever bottom line this last doctor just said yeah it sounds like that and i'm like oh heavens and it's taken you guys forever to finally just let's say it sounds like this and so it's not 100 percent proof but I now have more evidence of the direction I need to go in Um, and I'm telling you I mean even to this last week um, my mother had an appointment with a very trusted chiropractor who I just um, have learned that he does diff- things differently than other chiropractors uh, his specialty is completely different and that specialty has helped me incredibly. I mean, I cannot even begin to tell you. I mean, I didn't have to get a knee replacement and a knee scope in my other knee. Um, I, So I've just learned to trust him. But bottom line, my mother had an appointment that she canceled at the last minute. And I just thought, oh, it's so hard to get in to see him. I'm just going to go see him, and maybe he can show me a little bit about some of these stress massages that I heard this other chiropractor do, um, and maybe talk to him and what else may be going on with my back as well, type of thing. So I took advantage and went, and when I got there, it as it turns out, that visit was meant for me. I couldn't have imagined that he would have helped me that day. The way he did, and I knew that it the way things worked out with my mother counseling me going in her place would have been the only way I would have gotten to him um, so i I felt God was guiding me all along my journey just like um even though it was miserable and horrible. I, I know that God does not forsake us. And so I'm going to finish up this. Sorry that has been long, but uh, the scripture where it says, My son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shall triumph over all thy foes. Um. That scripture was given to Joseph Smith here in the Americas, in the United States, um, in the Book of Mormon, in our scriptures of the prophets in the American continent that came from Jerusalem here, and Lehi was one of those prophets that we read earlier. His lineage was from Joseph of Egypt so he knew that his lineage comes from Joseph of Egypt and later on in the Book of Mormon uh, it was told to them that in the future there would be a prophet in this continent who would be his father's name would be the same as Joseph of Egypt and and his father would also be named Joseph under Joseph of Egypt, and his name would be the same. And so, you know, here we are in the 1814 in the U.S. in Palmyra, New York, where this prophet, um, God chose this little 14-year-old named Joseph Smith to be the prophet for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and from that day on that he was called as a prophet he literally lived hell I mean everybody was out to get him for saying that he had seen God and Jesus Christ and that um, this angel called Moroni had come and showed him where these golden plates written in an ancient language were. And God granted him the power of translation to translate that book. And that book um, was translated into English, obviously, and became known as the Book of Mormon. And um, Joseph Smith was asking God while he was in Carthage jail um, in a bitter winter uh, with horrible treatment uh, for him and his brother. He was asking God, where are you? Why do I feel so forsaken? I am rotting away here bitter cold without food my family is suffering and this was the answer God had for him my son peace be unto thy soul thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment and then if thou endure it well God shall exalt thee on high and thou shall triumph over all thy foes well he was able to survive that jail incident but later he was killed by the mob and died as a martyr for the church, the first prophet. But he did triumph over all his foes because they thought that they had destroyed the man that had in their eyes created a new religion uh, that they were not aware of. And so the mob thought oh good, we've killed him. The crowd will go back to living their lives. No, nope. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has never been better than now. Uh, the legacy of Joseph Smith, the prophet, continues on because he was called of God, like Joseph of Egypt. And his name was engraved in these scriptures, you know, what, 600 years before he came um. before or after the death of christ and um, it wasn't until 1814 when those scriptures came to pass that it mentioned his name would be joseph as his father's name and as joseph of egypt so that lineage continues on here god has prophets to lead and guide us god is with us every step of the way and um, God will help us overcome our trials, like he says, the adversity in our lives. And then it says, if I'm faithful, the Lord will guide me and inspire me. Um, Elder David at taught, revelations are conveyed in a variety of ways, including, for example, dreams, visions, conversations with heavenly messengers and inspiration. The Lord used dreams to reveal truth to Joseph, Pharaoh's chief butler and baker, and Pharaoh. The Lord also revealed to Joseph how to interpret these dreams and says, What can you learn from them about receiving and understanding revelation from the Lord? For instance, what can you learn from Joseph's example when revelation seems difficult to understand? I am going to read that scripture to you. It says, And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them, tell me them, and I pray you. So he showed him that revelation, inspiration comes from God. And um, I know that truly... He blesses us, like Elder Betnar says, um, that revelation comes in different ways, dreams, visions, conversations with heavenly messengers, inspiration, thoughts. Thoughts that you wouldn't normally have that come to mind out of the blues. It's usually God talking to us. And that is how my son was able to tell me, my co-workers were able to, Tell me things that I was reading caught my attention. I would think things, I'm like, huh, yeah, I should try that. And I'm like, okay, so where'd that come from? Um, God tries to have his voice shine through in our lives in different ways to tell us he is there. And so, and finally, the last part here, um, with the Lord's help, I can flee temptation and so we can refuse the advances of things people in life you know whatever those are um if we recognize that sinning would offend god and others um and do as he did uh, which is he heark it says he hearkened not to temptation even though it continued day by day um you know literally Joseph of Egypt ran flee temptation um because he did not want to be a put himself to be far away from God because he knew he needed his help and he loved God he saw how God strengthened him throughout his life and so the same way so I'm going to leave you with this. Just know that God loves you unconditionally. And just the way that he was with Joseph of Egypt and with Joseph here in the Americas and with me and with everybody else, he will be with you. So until then, this is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus.